0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Okay. So, last week, we began looking at the topic of understanding. The same one was titled, Get Understanding. And we began by talking about how it's not good to be simple. And how that, if you're a simpleton, there are certain things that you miss out on. We talked about how the Word of God is the cure for simpleness. And if you remember some of the things we said about how you know if you're simple in the context of the scriptures is that one, there'll be a lot of, you can easily be deceived. Another way is that you'll be complacent in the way you approach the scriptures. Very complacent. But then, and you just like, you know, the easy things. Do you remember when Jesus fed them bread and fish? Afterwards, his numbers increased. And then he taught on how he's the bread of life. His numbers reduced. And they say, this this teaching is too hard. Meaning what they wanted was the bread and the fish. They didn't want the spiritual revelation. So now we must get wisdom and we must get understanding. We looked at how David advised Solomon to get wisdom and understanding. And how when Solomon encountered God, he received understanding. We also looked at the parable of the sower and how it's all about understanding. Today, let's begin from Acts chapter number 4, verse 8 to 13. Acts chapter 4, verse 8 to 13. And then we'll continue from there. So the Bible says, Then Peter... Filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if this day we are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Now he was quoting a scripture and giving an interpretation for it. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, this is the part I want to draw our attention to. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Now, here's the interesting thing that I just want us to start with. I want you to imagine Jesus came to Zambia, right? Let's imagine um, let's imagine that Jesus had done his, his thing here in Zambia and this is the period that he had come. And then in picking his disciples, rather than going maybe to the elite, let's imagine he went to just for purpose of reference. Let's imagine he went to the streets and got some street vendors. He got the senior caponia. Right? Then he got the senior... I remember back in the day, there were commanders who used to collect tax at the bus stations. Let's say he got a senior commander. Okay? He got that one, he got that one, he got that one. And then he disciples them. And then one day, after a few years, you get to hear one of them talking. And the person is explaining the law of the nation. The person is explaining this, explaining that, explaining that in a very eloquent manner. And the people are like, how can a person like this be able to talk like this? Then they realize these people have been with Jesus. Perhaps to understand this better, let's look at it from a few other versions. Let's look at the same verse 13 from the Amplified. The Bible says when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained, common men with no educational advantage, they marveled and they recognized they had been with Jesus. Let's look at it from the TLB. When the council saw the boldness of Peter and John and could see that they were obviously uneducated non-professionals, they were amazed and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. Let's look at it from the Passion Translation. It's the last one we'll look at. The council members were astonished when they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered they were just ordinary men who never had religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. What am I saying, ladies and gentlemen? You can come to a place where you've got such understanding of the scriptures that when people hear you talk, they'll ask, which Bible school did you go to? Someone should be able to ask, how many years have you been in the ministry? And when they realize that you just got born again, or you've never attended professional training, They should be able to say these, these have been with Jesus. There is something about being with Jesus that will quicken your understanding of the scriptures. You must understand the scriptures. Somebody say, I have understanding of the scriptures. Now, the moment of understanding for the disciples came in Luke chapter 24, verse 45. And I want us to see it. The Bible says, hey, that's a nice version. Let's keep it there. Then we'll go to new. Okay, let's start with this one. Then we'll go there. The Bible says, this is Jesus with the disciples. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Let's use the version you had. I think it's a TPG. Somebody say, oh Lord, open my understanding. The Bible says he supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures. So you can imagine he's at a meeting with them and they've been seeing all these pieces put together, all these pieces, all these pieces. And then one day he just says, okay, it's time, guys. Lift your hands. And then he lifted his. And the Bible says in another, uh, when you read it, this same passage from, I think, John, you'll see that what he did is that he breathed on them and said, receive the Spirit. So he, he has a session and he says, receive the Spirit. And suddenly, they start putting, oh, so Isaiah 53 meant this. Oh, so Joel too meant this. How come when they started speaking in tongues and everyone was laughing and mocking, Peter goes up and says, guys, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is to fulfill what was written by Joel. How did Peter know that that was fulfilling what was written by Job? Because when you read Job, they didn't even mention tongues. How did he know their understanding was opened? So to explain what understanding means here, understanding is the ability to comprehend. It's the ability to put things together, to know that one goes here, two goes here, three goes here, four goes here. That's what understanding does. And if you can understand the scriptures, you will not have a challenge with understanding the issues of life. Because the scriptures reveal all these things. They bring everything to light. Somebody say, I have understanding. understanding. Say it again, I I have understanding. I remember there was a time, I should have been at the university by then. One of the first things that happened when I went to Onza is there was a guy who was in fourth year and he committed suicide. And apparently, he made a video of himself just even as he was taking those substances and the like. And those who had access to the video, had, everyone was talking about it. And one of the things he was doing is he was reading a lot of scriptures before committing suicide. He was reading scriptures from the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes was a book I used to avoid because I found it a bit negative. And so he read scriptures from their life, his vanity, vanity of vanities, uh, the dog and the human being, if they die, they go to the same place. There's no difference between a man and a dog and all those things. And, they, and, and he read all those things and he took his own life. So I'd been avoiding the book of Ecclesiastes because I'm a positive guy. one time i'm in class i remember it very well i was in lt1 and the lecturer took a bit long to come i think it took about 15 minutes and those who remember those ones days would wait if it just hits 15 minutes of the dot we are gone (laughs) we are gone yeah i got shocked during masters because I was in shock at master's level. The lecturer doesn't come. People would be offended. I'm paying serious money. I've gotten a leave. And this man dares not to show up. It was a big deal. (laughs) Okay. So now, I'm seated there. And I felt a nudging from the Holy Spirit saying, read the book of Ecclesiastes. I said, okay. And I opened it from Ecclesiastes chapter 1. I'm not sure how, I think Ecclesiastes has how many chapters? 12, 13? Somewhere there. Um, within those 15 minutes, I managed to read the entire book of Ecclesiastes. And as I was reading it, the Holy Spirit was putting it together for me. Like, this means this. That's why people act like this, and that's why people live like this. And that's when he put it to me that the life that Solomon was describing was the life that was transferred from Adam, which is why Jesus had to come to bring us life. So, the life that Jesus came to bring, which is Zoe, which is eternal life, is not the life that came from Adam. Till date, as I study, it's what came in me in that moment that has helped me and that has kept me. Because there was an understanding that came. It's the ability to put things together. One time, I'm in my third year and it was during a lecture and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and he said, I want to teach you something. I said, sure. Then he said, take down the following notes and he says, the following are the dangers of pornography and I took them down. I think i was about maybe 18 19 20 somewhere there to date it's from that very moment that i've been able to use that to teach many others and to bring them out because there was an understanding that was opened and when your understanding is opened you see things in a particular way somebody say I have, I have understanding say it again i have understanding So, when God opens up your understanding to comprehend, you find yourself knowing the details about a topic that can't be seen from face value. It's like it's just put together. It's like it just makes sense. Like you, you under, you, you've got like a eureka, a eureka moment. It's like, ah, so that's why the Messiah had to die. Oh, so that's why this had to happen like this. Like, oh, so that's why we don't live like this. Like, oh, so that's why we do things like this. That's what happens when you have understanding. And that's why, if there's been any area you've had a challenge with, pray to God for understanding in that particular area. Say it, I have understanding. Say it again, I have understanding. I want you to look at Psalm 82. And verse 5, now we've gone to the subsection, why understanding is important. I was, I was reading online, today Pastor Kebby is going to be teaching a sermon, and he's on part seven, I think he's on part seven, and so I was telling him, whoa, like, this is the part where you and I are different. And then he told me that I still haven't finished the Holy Spirit, the governor, <laughs> And I told him that I was checking Facebook and I found Pastor George is teaching a sermon right now and he's on Part 10C. Part 10C. (laughs) So we're we're still on our series of understanding. Now, this subsection is why understanding is important. Why understanding is important. I'm going to read... Let me have my New King James. Why understanding is important. I first read this portion of scripture, I think, in 2012. The day I read it, I refused to be small. I refused to ever be small. So I want you to follow this. It says, They do not know, nor do they understand. I thought you would clap. Let's start again. So, there are some people being described here. What is described about these people? Number one, they do not know. What's number two? They do not understand. Let's, let's follow this. So, this person, can we give them a name? Speaker. So, what do we know about this guy called Speaker? Number one, doesn't know. Number two? Okay, let's start again. So they do not know, nor do they understand. Then what's the result of this? They walk about in darkness. Are you surprised? Why? And what did we say about people who lack understanding? They'll easily be deceived. So they do not know, they do not understand, they walk about in darkness. And then it says, all foundations of the earth are unstable. Now verse 6 and 7 will scare you. If it doesn't scare you, and I mean scare you like in a good way. Verse 6, let's read it together. I said, you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. Verse 7 now is scary. I'm sure you don't even want to say it. eh? But you shall. And why? They do not know. Neither do they understand. I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the challenges with not understanding is that you end up not living up to the standard God has set for you. Let me show you. Lack of understanding will produce errors. Now, the way lack of understanding in school can produce errors in your exam, lack of understanding will produce errors in life. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 5. He says something, and we'll come back to Psalm 82. He says... There is an evil I have seen under the sun as an error proceeding from the ruler. What is this error? Folly is set in great dignity while the rich sit in a lowly place. Now, if you went to a place, you can be able to tell who the rich are, right? By where they are placed. Let's be honest. Society is stratified. But then the Bible is telling us that there is an error which is there under the sun, which is that folly is set in great dignity. Like people will be very vocal about something that can be very profane. Some of the songs that have millions of streams, don't you wonder how on earth the whole world can want to listen to that song? Can you imagine? Here is a song by a person, and in that song, let's say he sexualizes women and calls them derogatory terms. And you find a woman, and that's her ringtone. Ah, uh, that's her ringtone. And after she's saying, "I'm a woman of class," but that's her ringtone, and that's a song she's dancing to. Meaning, one of the errors is that folly is placed in great dignity. I remember I was talking to someone (laughs) and I was correcting them. I think they were praising a family member and they called them a baddie, like B-A-D-D-I-E. And I asked, why can't you call them a goodie? (laughs) Like what's, what's praiseworthy about being considered a baddie? So like... Ideally, what's that? That's like a person who you don't mess with because you don't care. What on earth is that? No, whatever it is, no. Can you imagine Jesus coming? Can you imagine Jesus bring all the baddies to me? For the kingdom of God is likened unto a baddie. If you can be a baddie, can you imagine Jesus using? Can you imagine Jesus saying that? And somebody is so proud. No, I'm the littest buddy there's ever been. What what are you talking about? Why? It's one of the errors that comes from lack of understanding. Folly is set in great dignity. People magnify foolish things. Foolish things get magnified. Do you know right now, people are not hiding it anymore. You know, you can go on Facebook right now. And find, you will find a page, the Side Chicks Association of Zambia. Our motto, he's our man. <laughs> and somebody can walk about saying, no matter what you say about me, I can make your husband follow me. How is that... Folly is placed in great dignity. Trust me, if a person today went and wrote an article about the importance of virginity before marriage, it may not get many shares. I'll tell you two reasons why. Can I? Firstly, a lot of Christians will attack it. Some because they'll feel attacked by what they do. Others because they'll feel attacked over what they did. Now, if they feel attacked over what they did, then they've not really really repented. Or if they've repented, then they've not accepted, A, the forgiveness of God. Or B, the fact that the whole reason why you needed to repent is because it was wrong. (laughs) Listen... (laughs) Now, I need to say that one again. The whole reason why a person needed to repent in the first place is because it was wrong. And so you don't... And sometimes the best way to know you've repented is when something which was normal for you can then become abnormal. Something which was okay can then become not okay. Something which you considered uh, fine, you can now be uncomfortable with. Sometimes that's how you know you've actually repented. But then the challenge is In advocating for, obviously there are people who who talk about things in a self-righteous way and and, 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 and obviously we're not trying to advocate for self-righteousness. But what we're trying to advocate for is for a society with principles. We're trying to advocate for a society with principles. For a society that uh, has got certain things that we value. And listen, if we can't get that society in the world, we can at least get it in church. There are certain things that should be unheard of among believers. Should be completely unheard of. When we hear of it, it should shock us. It should lead us to our knees, to praying and fasting. Because folly mustn't be set on high places. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to... like This is now a serious call. I want you to go through your playlist, your musical playlist. What do you listen to the most? What, what is so valuable to you that you give it your mind, you give it your heart, you give it your attention? What do you actually listen to? What are you exhorting? Now, I'm not really a TikTok person, so I don't know. But I'm a Facebook person. Some of you should go check the pages you've liked. Because it appears on our feed. We're we not even trying to see that nonsense. But you find it appears because you went to comment to call your friends, come and laugh. Careful with exhorting profanity. Okay, let me, let me just go back to my... You, you guys, you. S- <laughs> so let's continue that verse. Why didn't you clap that much? Can you clap a bit more? That was a powerful point. Can you be a gospel buddy? No, I'm a gospel gangster. I'm a gangster for gospel gangster.
0: No. Gospel
1: gangster. And that's why, you know, like, um, you know, I like rap, right? I don't know if you can tell. But I struggled with a lot of uh, Christians who do rap songs. Like, 90% of the song will be about themselves. I'm just a fly guy, so my enemies are always trying to deny. Shan Shanoko, so that's why... uh, so, but because I'm so fly, then, then it's sort of like, anyways, Jesus loves me. <laughs> How can Jesus be there anyway? Praise God. Some of you, ah, some people listen to me right now need to go change their Twitter handle. Should now become Kagero Kaku Church, yeah? not Buddy. <laughs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> I feel like I've upset a few people. So it says, folly is set in great dignity. While well, the rich sit in a lowly place. I'm telling you, there are people listening to me right now. There's going to be a mighty turnaround when this understanding comes. Because there are people listening to me who... How can I put it? There's no way. With all those lecturing abilities that you have, you're yeah, the one who's unemployed, Whoa, well, those who are trying to sell sex for grades are the ones who are lecturing. No, there's no way. It's an error. And we're going to correct that error. There's no way you with all that good heart that you have and all those orphans that will be helped through you is the one making six pin per month. And then the person who's going to confuse all those students in boarding houses is the one making 55 pin per month. No, 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 no. It's an error. I said, that's an error. <laughs> don't you think it's better when it comes to you so that that person at least with their 2-5 will, will just go home to their wife because they don't have enough. <laughs> okay. Praise God. There's no way with all that good wisdom you have your posts are just getting three likes. <laughs> One from you and then
0: <laughs>
1: and then somebody who keeps posting profanity is reaching a million i say that error is being corrected in jesus name. there's no way no it's okay you know in life just be humble if God gives, no, we've refused on this one. We're not going to be humble. It's an error. Yeah. That's an error. That's an error. That's an, there's no way we can have Dominion Conference and, not have, le- and, and have less than 3,000 people. Yeah. Sometimes, let me tell you something. Sometimes to make certain stands in your faith, there are certain times you have to be like very humble and nice. There are times you have to get angry. You have to get mad i remember one time i was listening to a testimony by apostle guillermo maldonado he was talking about how he bought his private jet what he was saying is he would have all these meetings and he has to he has to queue up and like Then one time he's at the airport and he sees enrique iglesias coming with like five girlfriends from a private jet <laughs> the guy got mad he's like no there's no way i'm preaching the gospel i have to wait in a line Okay, let's continue. Yeah. Errors are being corrected. Yeah. Someone say errors are, being corrected. errors are being corrected. That's why I want us to have an understanding. We'll go back to Psalm 82 shortly. But let's continue. It says, "Folly is set in great dignity. All the rich sit in lowly places. Next verse. Next verse. I have seen servants on horses. Now, we can bring it into today's... World, what's like the best car? I'm not really a car person. Rose Race, maybe? Okay, what? Okay, guys, whatever car. You you say the car out loud when we reach horses. It says, I have seen servants on... Will princes walk on the ground like servants? Now... (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You go to a place and you see this nice car packed and you're told no. And I, I don't mean this in any derogatory way. That's for um, the man who tends to the garden for this house. And then you see these ego party parties which are finished and you're told oh that's for the owner of the house. What he's saying here is, it's an error. How can princes be walking on the ground whereas servants are in rosaries? You know, someone has just caught it. You know, these are moments where you catch it. Listen, those ants have been dying for too long. I'm pretty sure the chief ant somehow was prophesying this morning to the fellow ants. But I see a breakthrough coming. There is a reduction in ants dying. I don't know if you are hearing me. Let's continue. It's an error. Somebody say, I refuse errors in my life. Imagine you go to heaven and then you're watching your life, and then you watch what your life was supposed to be. I refuse a life of errors. Mwape, refuse errors. Refuse them. Ha! Let's continue. I was teaching at Levy, and I was saying, there are times where you have to switch from knowing the law to law enforcement. (laughs) There are moments where it's the kingdom of God. I explained that scripture about the kingdom of God suffering violence. I gave an example saying, imagine you are told that at nine hours tomorrow, there will be $1 million on the stage at Mederine Business Park. Imagine you are told that. And you are told... It's for who? It's for whoever wants it. That's what you're told. People will change their schedules. What will happen? Zero, two, people are lined up. Others won't even go home. People are lined up, right? And then have you seen that small opening that we use? Then you're supposed to run in from there. How will people enter? people i don't think people will mind the glass <laughs> there will be eh, eh, eh. and then before you know it and then who are the people who will manage to get the most money it's the violent It's those who won't care about what and what. Those who jump over heads. Those who do this and they'll grab as much. Now, do you think they'll be grabbing and saying, no, let me just get uh, 1,000 so that my friend also has? No, they will get as much as they want. That's what Jesus meant when he said from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent get it by force. There is a forcefulness. Refuse such errors. Can you imagine how can an atheist passes and then the one who understands how a virgin gave birth is struggling to understand anatomy. That's an error. It's an error. Ladies and gentlemen, the earth (laughs) there are a lot of those before Dominion Conference. Let's go back to the scripture. Okay, Psalm 82 verse 5. The Bible says they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness now darkness when a person is walking in darkness one of the things that will happen in their life is it will be disorganized let's let's use you as an example come close your eyes just close them and don't worry the angels will save you Are you seeing what's going on? Okay, he's not seeing. I'm guiding him right now, right? But nevertheless, I don't know if you noticed he was going to hit the board. Why? Because when there's darkness, there's no clarity. That's why you find sometimes life will be today are this one, the next day are this one. The next day this is your persona. The next day this is your personality. The next day this is just the way I am. The next day, this is the new me, new year, new me. <laughs> the next day, this there's a chance that you're walking in darkness. You know another thing about darkness? Have you ever tried to arrange a room in the dark? Darkness, there are certain things that become a hindrance to you, which in the light you simply move them out of the way. There are some demons that thrive in darkness. Actually, that's why they thrive the most. Those demons have played with you for the last time. (laughs) I'm telling you. Imagine arranging a room in darkness. There will be a challenge. There will be a challenge. Your spatial awareness will have challenges. But What happens when the light comes? And what does the Bible tell us about the word? The word of the Lord. The entrance of their word. And understanding to the simple. So it says they walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth unstable. Next verse, I have said, I said, you are gods. So now, there is a problem when you try to lower yourself from where God has put you. Jesus quoted this scripture, by the way. There was a miracle he did. The Pharisees tried to argue. Then he said, but even your law says you are gods. Now, the child of a lion is? The child of an ant is? the child of God is a God. Now, <laughs> someone may look for a spiritual meaning you know, David, one of the worst things I ever heard. Worst. This one is one of the worst. I, I, I once heard a pastor saying, if there's a verse I don't like, it's the one that says you are God's. You know we're supposed to be humble? I'm thinking, ooh, lack, that's lack of understanding. So, He says, I've said you are gods. All of you are children of the most high. And then he gives what happens to those who don't have understanding. He says, you die like mere men and fall like one of the princes. That means like a god can live and die like a mere man. And the biggest reason is they do not know, neither do they understand. Do you know that you can function like a God? You can function as a God. What did God tell Moses concerning Pharaoh and others? He said, I'll make Aaron your prophet. I'll make you as God to Pharaoh and Aaron your prophet. He elevated Moses' level. Why do you think Moses could do those things? <laughs> As in, there should be something so supernatural about your life that someone ends up writing a book, There are gods among us. (laughs) There are gods amongst us. There is no way. That's just something so supernatural. We, one of the miracles I loved at Levy was there was a lady who had a lamp in her breast. And we decided it shouldn't be there anymore. We made a decision. Now, someone would say, how can I say this without sounding boastful? Okay, I'll say it the way it is, because this is our church. Someone would say, Pastor, it was all God. It had nothing to do with you. There's a reason it didn't happen at home or in the boarding house. There's a reason it happened at the meeting. There's a reason why the things that happen at our conferences happen at the conference. Here's why. Because when a human being decides to cooperate with God in the way he wants to be cooperated with and to function in the way God designed them to function, then they will see divine results. Unfortunately, if they don't, then they will die like mere men and fall like one of the princes. Listen. I'm now speaking this over you as your pastor. None of you here is permitted to have an anyhow life. I speak it in the name of Jesus. That your life will not be determined by what bus you're on. Your life is not determined. Your destiny will not be determined by who's driving what car. You're not a victim of unfortunate situations. You're not a victim of accidents. You're not a victim of death. You can't die anyhow for you when your time comes you'll just go to heaven you can't die anyhow I refuse that for you for so long people have been told things of oh do you know on your way back this can happen no not for you you are a God you don't live anyhow in Jesus name and now in the name of Jesus we put that high blood pressure out of the way we put it out of the way now We put it out of the way. Take your seats for one more minute. Say, I am a God. (laughs) I want to give one more point. But perhaps there's a scripture I want to read. Someone may say, Pastor, I don't want to live a life of error. Jesus made a comment. He was talking about divorce, but there's something general he said. In Matthew 22, verse 29. He said, you are in error. From the King James. You are in error. Or you err. Because you know not the scriptures. Nor the power of God. Somebody say, Holy Spirit... Reveal to me the scriptures. Reveal to me the the power of God. I say this in a midweek, but let me say it here. Probably I even said it in a Sunday service, but I'll say it again. Are you aware that when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, he did it with a lot of understanding? He did it with the understanding of who he knew God to be. Let me show you. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. I have understanding. I have understanding. So, Romans chapter 4, let's start from verse 13.
0: Wherever.
1: Faith is not just impulse. Faith has a lot of thought to it as well. Romans 4 verse 13. Now look at this. For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And if you remember, when was Abraham told that he was possessor of the world? When he tithed to Melchizedek. Remember the blessing? He was told he was possessor of both heaven and earth. (laughs) Let's continue. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Next verse. Now, talking about Abraham. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who's father of us all. Verse 17 now refers to Abraham. Let's go. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls things which do not exist as though they did. So, what are two main principles of Abraham's belief system? Number one, he believed that God quickens dead things, that God can give life to dead things. What's the second principle? That he calls things which are not as though they are. Suddenly, God asks Abraham for Isaac and says, Bring me your only son, bring him as a sacrifice. Now, he knew, he knew. He knew that it was through Isaac that the seed would come. Why was he so willing to go give that sacrifice? Let's look at it. Hebrews 11 verse 17 to 19. How come someone can have God telling them I want you to do this for my kingdom bring a million and they can quickly do it what do they know? Perhaps there's an understanding they have maybe they have an understanding that God has unlimited resources and he's the one who gives them in the first place Hebrews 11 verse 17 the Bible says by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. What was the reason he offered him up? Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. So it's not like he sat thinking, no, even if I offer up Isaac, God can give me another child. Because he knew that the promise was supposed to be Isaac. Let me just say that again. He knew the promise was who? Isaac. Not anyone else. Verse 19, here's the reason why he did it. Concluding, meaning there was a conversation, there was a research, there was a study. Whatever it was, he wrote the conclusion of the assignment. And what was the conclusion? That God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Why? Because he believed he's the God who raises the dead. So when he was going to sacrifice Isaac, it's not like he went there knowing that no, the angel will come and then the lamb, no. He went there, he wrote an assignment if there's such a thing. And in the conclusion he said, even if I'm doing this and this is the promised one, I'm doing it because I know God can raise him up even from the dead. So he had an understanding about God and that's why his faith would shake nations. There's a point I wanted to raise. Lord... Do we raise it? Let's read it. It's my final point for today, which is that understanding will provoke the spiritual realm to respond. Psalm 53 verse two. There are certain things that respond to a person of understanding. Do you remember when I told you the encounter that I had, where is that leg that grew out, right? That night, when that leg grew out, is it 23 centimeters, I was feeling like I'm the biggest man of God in the world. So I was just walking. I think I was in the yard. And I heard God speak to me and he said, Fred, you've got a problem. I'm thinking if, if there's anyone in this world who God has a problem with, surely it's not me. I'm like in his top four because that day I was counting this Pastor Benny Hinn. <laughs> like, like I'm somewhere around. <laughs> and then he says, you've got a problem. I said, what? And then he spoke to me and said, I created the world. You thought I couldn't create a leg." Those were his words to me. So he was challenging me that if I could understand the mystery of creation, then I could go about and, and start creating. He said, you created the world. I created the world. You thought I couldn't create a leg. So he spoke to me. As I'll be honest with you, if I pray for a shorter leg to grow out and it doesn't grow, that's when I'm shocked. I'm not shocked if it grows out. He created the world. He can't create a leg. You think God can give you an extra heart? I mean, if a car, a very, very, very serious car has a challenge, they'll call the manufacturing company. And the manufacturing company is so smart that they've got spare parts. Now, the God who created manufacturing companies in the first place, he can give you another heart. He, not just a spiritual one. If the spiritual one is, he gives you, which is even harder than the physical one, how much more? Can he give you another eye? He can give you another liver. He can give you another knee. He can give you hair. I mean, what else do you. (laughs) Someone has just received that miracle. They've been praying, oh God, you say you count the hairs on my head. I've noticed of late, you're counting too fast. Okay, Psalm 53 verse 2. The Bible says, God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand understand who seek God. Let's have our final verse. Daniel 10 verse 10. Suddenly, a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. Would you like that? And he said, are you sure you like that? Like imagine you're praying, then you just feel a hand like like physically guys, like you turn and then how many of you would like that? You know, sometimes it's easier. I remember one time I was jogging. This was years ago. I'm jogging in the yard. And I began to, and you know where you're jogging and you're seeing your shadow. But then as I was jogging, I saw, this is not my shadow. That's how I just jogged right into the house. <laughs> sat, and there was everyone else. And I said, okay, like, ah. Uh, like, I'm not doing this. Like, not today. This is a bit freaky. And then the, the, the night continued and it was time to pray. Now, I noticed when we started praying that everyone left and they all went back. And I remained alone and the room began to feel like I'm not alone. I said praying like this. And I said, oh God, good night. (laughs) And I went to bed. Then when I slept, I closed my eyes and I had a dream. In that dream, I was back in the position and I was praying. And then there was someone who kept watching me. Just kept watching me. Like watching me intensely. And the person just came, got my head, laid hands and began to declare what was going to happen in my new season. Then I knew what the purpose of the visitation was. I pray, may you have a visitation from the Lord. Guys, I can tell you stories. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. And what was the word? I want you to see this. Verse 12, that's where we'll end. Cindy, are you ready for it? Okay, let's go. Then he said to me, do not fear Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Maybe let's read that one more time, but let's read it together. Then he said to me, do not fear. What's your name? Yeah. Now let's say it. For from the first day that you set your heart to and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I've come because of your words. How many here are saying, "God, I just want to understand you. I want to understand the scriptures. I want to understand the power of God. I want to understand how you do this. I want to understand why you do this. I want to understand your precepts." Like I'm not, I'm not here just because I want a breakthrough for a car or a marital breakthrough or this. Like those are the small things. What I really want is a deep understanding. How many of you are saying that? That's what I want: a deep understanding. I want to ask if there's anyone who would like to give their life to the Lord Jesus as we close. You can raise your hand. You can raise your hand, please. That's lovely. For some of you, maybe you may want to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus. Maybe you walked away from the path, but you want to rededicate. You can raise your hand as well. Thank you. Those who raise their hands, you can come. Let them come. Let them come. Let them come. Now, for those who came for that prayer of salvation, raise your hands, please. For the prayer of salvation. I want you to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord. And from this day, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Amen. Amen.
0: What a service! I have been so blessed, and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordsabia at gmail.com